Hello, my name is Hyunsung Kang and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund here in Washington, D.C. Historically, one of the biggest barriers to getting people in poor countries out of poverty has been the cost of repaying international debt. That debt inhibits social and economic development. In a bid to try and break this cycle of endless interest repayments in the late 1990s, international creditors came up with the Heavily Indebted Poor Countries Initiative, or HIPIC. It's an agreement among them designed to help the poorest and most indebted countries qualify to have their debts cancelled. Now, two years after starting the process, Togo has finally qualified for over $1.8 billion of debt relief, equivalent to 80% of its external debt. The IMF's Roger Nord explained the significance of this decision for the West African state, but he began with an explanation of how the HIPIC came about. About 15 years ago, the international community decided to take a really comprehensive look at uh, debt burdens in low-income countries. Uh, Debt burdens that in many cases had become so high that countries were unable to repay. And the initiative aimed at decisively lowering that debt burden and freeing up space so that countries could spend those resources that they have on much more productive uses. So from Togo's point of view, when did it sign up for this HIPIC initiative? What was the process involved? It took Togo a long time to actually get into the HIPIC process. In the early part of the decade, internal situation in Togo was such that the government was not capable of putting together an economic program that found support from the international community. In 2008, when they had a new government, very keen to really put things straight, They entered uh, the HIPIC process. One of the aims of the HIPIC is to provide debt relief as part of an economic adjustment program so that countries do not re-indebt themselves in, in, in the future. That means reforms in public expenditure management, reforms on the fiscal side to make sure that they have a domestic revenue base that's strong enough. Um, and all those things uh, is what Togo did. And Over the past two years, they were able to implement the right kind of economic policies that have now led to the so-called completion point. So here you are at the end of the process, and they deserve their debt relief. So in order to meet the requirements for this debt relief, it actually had to increase social spending in some cases and to meet some quite good and development-friendly criteria. Can you give some indications of that kind of spending? We have in our programs with uh, Togo, but also with with other low-income countries, flaws for social spending. Uh, Those flaws uh, and the coverage is defined by countries themselves. In the case of Togo, that included education spending and and health spending. For example, in the case of uh, Togo, school fees were eliminated. That, of course, led to an increase in gross enrollment rates, uh, which which went up. Completion rates at primary schools went up significantly. On top of that, the government built a significant number of new schools and new classrooms. Now, that that was at a a cost, but in this case, I think it was was well targeted to those who needed it most. In the health sector, similarly, the government increased its spending in the health sector, increased vaccination rates, and the results so far have been quite encouraging. These are government objectives. The programs are chosen uh, by governments themselves. They set the, the priorities. Debt relief 
and of course the financial support that Togo has enjoyed in, in, in recent years from the IMF and other development partners has allowed Togo to increase its spending, notably in social sectors. Okay, so it's all very well talking about fiscal space and economic reforms. These are all good things, and I'm sure that nobody could object to them. But what does it really mean for the ordinary Togolese man on, and woman on the street? Does it really have any impact on their life? I think, I think it does. What's important to realize in, in Togo is that following the conflicts in the last decade, um, a lot of institutions had been severely eroded. Education system, the health system, public services in general had really become quite scarce. The rebuilding of those institutions, financed uh, in part by development partners, but also by the government's own efforts, that has strengthened uh, the ability to provide public services and that strengthens the social fabric. So what do you say to people? There are critics out there, NGOs, who say, well, it's all very well, 80% of Togo's debt has been cancelled, there's still 20% left, this can still accumulate interest, and this is just the beginning, more needs to be done. What, what would be your response to them? I think uh, more always needs to be done, but the important thing here is that it allows Togo really to start with a clean slate. The debt burden that Togo has today is a sustainable debt burden. These are debts that they can service. And most countries in the world would carry some debt because it allows you to borrow today, repay tomorrow, and if you can grow in the meantime, then servicing that debt should not pose a problem. The important objective for Togo is to maintain their debt at a sustainable level, and that's what we are working on with them. So what do you see as the prospects for Togo then? I think the prospects for Togo are bright, but the road is certainly still quite significant. Important thing for Togo is to invest both in physical infrastructure and social infrastructure. They have a very young population, many students leaving school and leaving university. They need job prospects, and for that, you need to build a country that attracts investment and creates jobs. And that was Roger Nord of the IMF's Africa Department. And to read more about the HIPIC, or Togo's debt cancellation, visit us at our website on www.imf.org.